Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steel fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, Brandon Hunt, the rest of the Steelers front offices, they look to put together a winning roster in uh, 2022 and beyond, a roster that will chase for a seventh Lombardi or maybe rebuild toward a seventh Lombardi. But look, Wow, bumper show. This is coming to you live on your Wednesday. I record this on my Wednesday night, which means that there's, you know, between me recording this and, and news going out, there may be some changes that are that are made. There may be some further updates um, about the Steelers, you know, in terms of the players they sign, the people they keep, uh, you know, and, and the new guys that they get. So, look, really interesting free agency so far. I think the Steelers have been really active in it. Obviously, the tampering period is about to come to an end um, and the full free agency will really begin. Um, so that's what's interesting, the legal tampering period, you know, and then you have the, everything open up. Some might say just open everything up. Um, but so really this, this show is going to be, you know, as the title would suggest, and um, I don't think Bad's made too many changes uh, to it for me or Jeff, but uh, it's about spice, nice, and some not so nice. Um, and so really, I think a bit of a spicy free agency so far with the Steelers. We know they came in with, you know, a, over $30 million in cap space, you know, and that can go up even further. 
uh, with different changes. Right now, Over the Cap has them, you know, sitting there at $16 million, but there are a number of players like Montrevious Adams not there. There's no number for Levi Wallace. There's no Mason Cole. Um, they haven't really factored in, I think, the, the tenders for Spillane and Allen in there. I don't think James Daniels' contract's in there yet either. So really, I, you know, Jan- what uh, they like to do with Over the Cap is they usually confirm it once the NFL's registered the contract. Um, so it's interesting. Actually, James Daniels is, I lie, he's, he's in that con- he's in there and so is Chooks on the New Deal. Um, but needless to say, it, it, the main point is, Montrevis Adams is in there either, so the main point is, is that it's not up to date right now but over the cap will probably change that in 24 hours once things open up after this first wave you know some some of the deals last year took you know a good week to come in i think show when i show this was a trade there was a, there were a couple of deals that, that took a little while to, while to get in there um so from that perspective the other news before we get into this you know spice um nice and not so nice is that um, according to Adam Schefter, the compensatory picks out, no surprise there. The Steelers with a fourth rounder, um, pick 138, which is exciting there um, from that perspective. Most mock drafts have had the Steelers locked into that position and followed this formula. Like it's, it, most people know now with the compensatory formula. Obviously, the Steelers are a good chance of um, potentially getting a couple more next year with guys that they're going to lose in free agency potentially this year. Um, and we should see if that weighs in, um, you know, to some of the guys that haven't signed yet. So that's probably a key focus, um, you know, in terms of seeing one of those, well, how this rolls out, um, not just now, but through that second wave of free agency and into next year. Um, and then obviously it depends how you cut players, players are injured, how many games they play, or, you know, how many, and that's the case as well for the players that you lose that go to other teams. So, you know, um, a lot of NFL teams really like to play this game. Like the Rams have got, you know, two picks. The Chargers have got three, oh, sorry, the Rams have got three picks. The Chargers have got three picks. Arizona's got three picks um, at least there in the image that I brought up. Um, yeah, so like actually Rams got four picks, I, I lie. Um, San Francisco's got, you know, multiple picks as well. I think they've got four in there. We covered that a couple of war rooms ago as well. Um, New Orleans has got two third rounders and a sixth, I think. But needless to say, as I say, it's very much a situation where a lot of teams are getting a lot of these picks and, and allows them to build through the draft there. Um, and that's the idea of what it is. It's if you do lose those players to sort of retool um, as well. So that's that's one aspect. But look, let's get into these players. Not so nice. The other thing uh, to look at right now is the Steelers free agency tracker, which is running on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know which, where you can check out all our shows, um, all the morning shows, all the noon shows, all the evening YouTube shows. They're all posted there, as well as obviously they're listed on. Um, you know all the different podcast channels, Spotify, iTunes, pay, I think we're on Patreon, we're on Stitcher, Anchor, um, you know, Google Play Store, you know, all the, all the different platforms. Um, and obviously I'm on Wednesday, so, you know, it's going to be Michael Beck and Jeffrey Bendick tonight are going to bring you all the college players. Tomorrow you're going to have Dave Stat Geek. Um, and then the week will roll on and then you'll go all the way to the weekend and you'll have Steelers touch down under uh, with me and Marty D. Uh, but so, yeah, on mindstillcam.com, just moving back to that. Sorry for the shameless plug there. Um, but 
there's basically a really good tracker that the team are running um, of all the unrestricted free agents. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is obviously retired. Josh, Josh Jobs is still available out there. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Ray Ray is still available. Eric Ebron, he's probably not coming back. Neither probably is Ray Ray. Um, Kalen Balage, Trey Turner, Chooks, we'll get to him, obviously retained by the Steelers. Finney's out there. I don't really see them bringing Finney back unless it's like super cheap and they don't find what they want in the draft. I think this could be the end of the line for BJ Finney um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. On Travis Adams, we know he signed a deal. We're going to get to him in terms of the themes of the show. Taco Charlton's available. Um, Joe Hayden's available. Kelly Witherspoon's available. Or Arthur Millette um, signed a deal with the season, uh, with the Steelers as well. Um so he's on, he's back. I think it's four million to use, um, like Killebrew as well. Um, so that's really positive too. Uh, in terms of the free agent, the restricted free agent tenders, you've got Dwayne Haskins, Marcus Allen, um, Robert Spillane. Uh, there from that perspective, um, exclusive rights free agents. You've got J.C. Hassan Allen, Demarcus Christmas, um, Demarcus Ac, and Christian Kuntz. Um, Christian Kuntz has signed a deal, which I think is also puts him in a, in a particular bucket, um, which you'll find out shortly. And then there's interest in Jordan Whitehead, Carlton Davis, apparently Bobby Wagner, Jared Kobe, Brissett. I don't think he's going to be there now that the, uh, Trubisky's come in, um, James Daniels. And then there's a bunch of guys on future reserve contracts too, which and most of those guys are in there on over the cap um, if you were to go in and have a play with over the cap. So that's that one. So here we go. Here we go. Steelers, fans, let's look at this the, This uh, free agency so far, the spice, the nice, and the not so nice. All right. Well, let's kick it off with the uh, not so nice. Um, let's let's get rid of the, let's eat the veggies first. Um, actually, don't mind vegetables. I, I was one of those kids that did eat them too. So no issues there. But, you know, if you go back to that analogy, um, let's, let's eat our veggies first. Uh, so not so nice. I'm not a fan of keep giving Marcus Allen the tender. I don't think anyone's coming after him. I don't think he offers any value for the Steelers. I know the Steelers do. I know we aren't the Steelers GM, but I'm putting it as this show likes to do. I like to put you in the minds of them. Now, I'm putting you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, I'm a calm, Mike Tomlin, Steelers coaching staff, what have you. Marcus Allen works for now because you don't know what's, what you're going to do in the draft. You don't know where the depth's going to be. You don't know where it's not going to be. You also have someone that fits the scheme, um, you know, in terms of, or at least is familiar with what they're trying to do. Good tackler um, when he is on the field, supposedly. I I think he's not bad. I just I don't think I wouldn't put him in the good tackler part. Um, but I think with Marcus Allen, that's sort of the reason why he's there. But for me, he's in a not, not so nice bucket. Uh, no update on Juju or Edmonds. Now, apparently Juju's market uh, is falling out of favor, if that makes sense. People think they can get his skill set for the cheap is the, is the common quip um, that, that I'm hearing there which is quite interesting um, from that perspective. Look, I want to see Juju back. I've not been afraid of talking about that. I think that he offers value to the Steelers. I think he can do more with the right quarterback, with the right people around him. You know, I'm I'm a Juju fan. I always will be. Um, that's, that's just who I am. I'm not afraid of that. But the thing about it with Juju is that it is going to come down to whether a team offers him a bit more. And, you know, he's probably a guy you're seeing talked about maybe next week. Maybe that's where 
Um, you know, you're sort of seeing teams start to offer him, let the dust settle on a few things, let teams work out their cap. There are a lot of teams that have a really, really bad cap situation right now as well. Um, and, you know, that's going to be a limitation for them, you know, truly speaking. Um, now, over the cap, does does wide receiver, or not wide receiver, there's free agent reports every year, and we're going to go through a couple of them. They had Juju here. Um, he's 26 years old, drafted in the second round. Um, you know, his yards per catch fell from 13.1 in 2019 to 8.6 in 2020 and 2021. The right offense, he can be help, um, a real help. He's probably not going to go over the 1,400-yard season he had, you know, as a youngster. Um, but they say that he's close to a 1,000-yard receiver in the right setting. I completely agree. I think he can easily get the 1,000 yards. Um, if you look at Ian's statistical comparisons two years prior to this free agency, um, you look at similar sort of guys against Tyler Boyd, Sterling Shepard, Randall Cobb, Juju, you know, obviously we're talking about Juju, Cole Beasley. Um, the average play time is 63% of the snaps. Juju's only played 51% with his injuries, um, you know, and that's, that's pretty disappointing um, from that perspective. Games played is 21. He's got, He's had the least or second least amount of targets or third least amount of targets, sorry. But he does actually have the most receptions, the third most receptions out of that group. Um, and the lowest amount of yards, not surprising when you're injured. Um, and second highest amount of touchdowns. Um, and so, and a lot, much lower wide receiver share, the lowest wide receiver share of the group. Um, but a decent wide receiver yardage share compared to those numbers. But the slot rate for him is 83.4%. The thing to understand with him is he, he's been injured, um, and that's been the that's been the main problem. The average against those guys is nine mil a year. Now, people probably would say Tyler Boyd's probably ahead of him. Colby's is probably equal. Randall Cobb's getting on. Sterling Shepard's apparently been told by the Giants he's got to accept deal a much cheaper deal or he's out. Um, they projected him at a one year contract coming back to the Steelers, um, if not a three-year contract with the Steelers that's more moderate, they feel the floor with him would be as low as $6 million. I agree. I thought maybe $6.5 million. I think I said that in this B2C Slack channel the last 48 hours um, with up to $2 million in incentives. And by that, I've said this before, give him a mill for a... Um, you know, for a thousand yards plus, give him a mill for the, you know, the Pro Bowl or, you know, on all pro, all pro maybe. And the Steelers are now doing incentives as of this um, free agency um, with six and a half million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. So even if you guaranteed six, gave him seven, um, even roster bonuses for next year, or you do it cheap over three or four years, like give him 23 million or something over four years. I'm open to that because he's young and that, that will be cheap in salary caps you know, in three or four years' time, the salary cap. So that's the not, not, not so nice bucket. The other not so nice bucket for me is uh, there's actually a couple. Cutting Joe Schobert and Jack Zach Banner. Some people are saying Zach Banner's cheap at what he is. We brought in O-Lineman, get rid of Banner, save yourself the $5 million. Same with Schobert, save yourself the $7.834 million. There's $12 million bucks there. Miles Jack could be released, for example. I'd much rather for him. Um, you know, join the Steelers. There's $12 million here to get with those guys. That needs to happen soon, but free agency is about to begin. Maybe it even happens overnight. Maybe it happens in a week's time. Um, maybe they're looking to see what money people are getting and maybe then they go back to a show that, um, or a banner and say, hey, we're going to cut you and then we'll bring you back for X, Y, Z. I'm open with them bringing back Zach Banner much cheaper if they can get him on like a minimum now. And then he makes, you know, he's already got the, the bonus there. He makes a couple of million this season. Show that 
If he was on a third maybe of what he's on, I'd be open, but I'd prefer he didn't. I think we just need to get younger and better and faster um, at the position or bring in people that are, you know, real top talent. So that's, that's that side. But then there's the big glaring one out of all these guys that's the not so nice for me right now really is Terrell Edmonds. Um, you know, the longer you let him test the market, the more expensive he is going to be. Um, it looks like Ty Matthews is going to the Raiders at the time of my recording. It also looks like Jordan Whitehead. I think I saw him with the Bucks potentially. Terrell Edmonds, like we are going to, you don't want to upset Mink, the chemistry with Minka. He has proven things. Um, I know he's going to test the free agency market, you know, but I think the Steelers want to go in for him. Maybe they want to let him test the test the free agency market. The free agency market. Maybe they have an agreement with him and his agent that um, they'll come and you know not just ask the Steelers for more money, but really talk about how they can make it work. Um, you know, I even saw a rumor of don't be afraid to don't be surprised to see Tremaine Edmonds end up at the Steelers. If we saw that, surely we're keeping Terrell. Um, but I'm not going to give too much credence uh, to that rumor there. So that's that's the not so nice guys. With that, we're going to take a break on Steel's War Room. for part two, we're going to talk about the nice um, and the spice. We're going to finish with the spice. Pittsburgh Steel fans, welcome back to Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, Brandon Hunt, the rest of the Steelers front office, including Art Rooney II, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond to chase a seventh Lombardi trophy. All right, let's crack into it again. So, we now sit here and we get to talk about the nice and the spice. Come on, guys. We're going to ease it in with the nice first. So nice. What did I think was nice? I thought the nice deals were uh, Cole, Mason Cole, the center, the, who's got a little bit of experience on a three-year deal. Um, there, I think he's 25 years old, um, six foot five, uh, 298-pound center, third round in the 2020-18 NFL draft. 2018, the 2018 NFL draft. Um, and he was traded last year out of Arizona to the Vikings for a six-round pick. He started almost 40 games, um, you know, and, and that's a real opportunity for him to fight with Green. Maybe it pushes Green. He's good depth behind Green. You know, you can sit Green now for a year if you want to, let him get bigger, let him develop. Um, I still like guys like Cole Strange, who we talked about last week in the, in the draft. And I don't think Cole precludes you from doing that either. Now, I haven't seen a number on his deal yet. I think that's got to be confirmed. Over the cap certainly didn't have anything. Um, on our BTSC article that I read, we didn't have anything yet. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to see how much he's actually getting paid. And that, and again, this suggests that we're not going to be bringing back, um, you know, BJ Finney, which I think it's time to move on from him and get younger. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anyone that's got the money for that deal. So that, that's on the nice side. Uh, attending the offer to Spillane, again, we talked about doing that last year on this show. I think, you know, it makes sense with Spillane. Um, you know, gives you a bit of depth there. 
if someone wants to tender him, you end up with draft picks. You know, I don't see any issue. I think he's good depth to have. He offers you something on special teams. And if that's all he is for you, that's all he is for you. Um, from that perspective, yeah, I like, I like it. Bring back Spilly. Uh, Montrevis Adams, two years, five million. Fantastic. Uh, I think that's an awesome move from the Steelers. Gives them someone familiar. Gives them someone that's, you know, came on well last year. Depth guy. Um, you know, it means that when you probably, Alawali probably will retire after the end of this season. Gives you a guy that's a bit stronger there. If the Davis brothers don't really end up coming on, it gives you stuff there. Gives you the ability to get rid of Wormley if you want to, to an extent. Um, so as I say, I'm big, yeah, big fan of big fan of this deal. Like him, good on him. Um, then we move across to, in terms of the nice stuff, Arthur Mollette and Miles Killebrew. I think Arthur Mollette's a similar deal to Killebrew, which is two years, $4 million. Loved both of them. Killebrew was a special teams ace last season. Um, won a lot of points for Mark and I on Touchdown. We were doing a, you know, uh, awards each week. Um, terrific. I think performance from him, not a starting safety, but can do things for you, but just a great special teams player. Uh, he's an upgrade on what Jordan, Jordan Dangerfield does for us. Arthur Mollett gives you someone that knows the secondary, really important considering Terrell Austin um, taking over as DC. Uh, and I think he's not a bad tackler at times. Uh, and it means that you don't have to fully pressure Norwood, um, which could be really important depending on what happens at the cornerback position. And equally, Getting a long snapper back who had a pretty good year last year with Christian Kunz. You couldn't couldn't argue with that. Um, from him over Cameron Canada and a, and a cheaper option there. You know, I think that's a really solid signing for the Steelers. Bring back someone that knows the team. You know, try and reduce the amount of flux that the team's going to go through. So love that as well. Um, yeah, so that's all the stuff that's sort of in the nice bucket. Now, before I recorded this, I was going to put Chooks. Chukwama Akora for the third round selection for the Steelers out of Western Michigan in the 2018 NFL draft with 35 starts, starting right tackle last year. I was going to put him somewhere in between the nice and the not so nice bucket, but I'm going to relent and I'm going to put him somewhere between the spice and the nice bucket. Uh, good old Chuk's Akora for because I didn't love when the when the deal first came out. Um, you know, I didn't love what you were hearing um out of that sort of deal that they're offering i still think they could be paying a little bit too much um but tackles tackles are expensive um and if you think that's what he's getting imagine what a guy like you on armstead that we've all talked about was going to get um i don't know how aggressive he like you know shannon white's done a great quick observation article on him trubisky and mason cole you know, and one of the things that Shannon's always said about a core four is, does he lack the mongrel? Um, does he lack, which is always the word we use down under for like physicality, nastiness, intensity. So he's lacking a bit of mongrel uh, and that's something he's going to have to change. But maybe he um, maybe he gets a bit nasty as he gets older. That was Shannon's observation and, and he's hoping Shannon White here is hoping. If you haven't checked that article out, go check it out, behindstillcurtain.com. Um from Chiefs Crawford's perspective, number 76, he's played 97% of the offensive snaps last year, 94% in 2020, 100% in 2019. Uh, you know, so he's a guy that's been pretty fit for the Steelers, uh, played apart from his first year where he missed a few games and his second year as well. Um, the last two years going, he's played in 16 games, started 15 in 2020, started 16 in 2021. Um, you know, 
I think when I think about Duke's core for last year, he, I mean, his OTC valuation, so over the cap to evaluation, which I think is pretty much based on PFF, um, his OTC evaluation for performance um, in the regular, like in games that he played, um, was 13.055 million. Um, and the average pay um, per year is relating to that was like $9.75 million. So he was definitely providing more value um, than what it sort of costed at the position there. In fact, in week 15, he proved a value of 16, sorry, week 14 proved a value of 16 million. His lows um, were in week 11 with 4 million, uh, week two with 6.341 million, week one, with 7.2 million and he closed out the season in week 16 and 17 with 7 million. So he had a t- tougher end of the season. Um, if you look at what his valuation was with OTC, um, they look a really healthy contract for him. It actually gives the Steelers options. So there's a roster bonus in 2023 and 2024. And both of those are $4 million. So if he doesn't make it, um, that's fine. The pro rata bonus, it's only going to be $3 million. So, that's really important. This is a very good team-friendly deal. He's only 2% of the cap this year because his cap number is 4.33 million. Then the cap is going to jump more, um, but then he'll form 5% of the cap in 2023 and 2024 based on some predicted numbers there. And look, I think that that's, that's not too bad for the Steelers. You've got a regular starter, only allowed two sacks last year, played, I think, all the, all the offensive snaps. Um, not, not too bad there. Um, in terms of the money that he can earn, it is team friendly. That makes it a lot better. But when you hear the raw deal numbers, you know, and, and the veterans in BTSC will tell will always say, well, look, you got to wait to find out the specifics. But that number is still pretty high with Chooks. Um, and I found it quite interesting because when I looked at uh, over the cap, they didn't have a report for him. They do do reports for some top players. And I've been reading through some of those, but they had Morgan Moses. Um, now, Morgan Moses is a lot older. Morgan Moses is 31, um, moved around. They projected him at, at, on a three-year deal at $8 million per year with $15 million guaranteed versus Troops is $29.25 million um, that was breaking over the cap, actually having that $30.5 million, which is just a key difference, um, and making $20.5 million um, in the first two years now that was the tweet that went out but when you actually look at it it's like 17 um and a half million um in the first two years according to what over the cap hub so that's assuming that over the cap have got it right um he's younger than morgan moses and he has probably a, you know a higher upside than morgan moses so i think when you look at it you know the numbers that he's getting and there's got roster bonuses there if, he, if he's going to make it work um you know, he's probably, he, that is ahead of Morgan Moses. But then again, for context, uh, to run to Armstead, you know, when you look at his report as like the top, considered the top tackle, um, his is four years, 17.5 million per year, 43 million guaranteed. So if Chooks is playing um, in 2023 and 2024 for the Steelers, he'll be around 60 to 70% of Teron Armstead's deal. Isn't too bad. Um, isn't too bad from that perspective. So therefore, I'm putting him in between the nice and the spice. And so what you're probably getting a, a, a chance to hear is that I believe spice is the cool things that the Pittsburgh Steelers did, um, you know, in, in, in this ops, in this free agency so far. So let's get to it then. 
not Stefan to it, um, which is, he's sort of the unknown in a little bit of the Steelers region so far. So the Spice, Mitchell Trubisky, James Daniels, Levi Wallace. Look, Levi Wallace is signing a while. I do really like the player, um, though the BTC team on Slack know that I've been pushing and, and on the shows that I've been doing on this show and touching under, I've been pushing Dante Jackson um, out of the Panthers. I'd still like to see him. Um, but they are two similar players, so probably not. Dante Jackson is faster, um, probably has a bit more upsides, slightly younger. Um, but Levi Wallace is a great cornerback. KT Smith is a fan of him, um, based on our BTSC, BTSC Slack channel comments. Um, when you look at the stats, I mean, Levi Wallace is a great guy, a great buy at like $2 million, two, sorry, two years, $8 million. We don't know what that looks like just yet. The numbers aren't in there for over the cap. But four years... Um, played 16 games in 2019, seven games in 2018 in his rookie year, 12 in 2020, all 17 in 2021. You saw what he was doing in the playoffs. Um, he's had two interceptions the last three years running. He was targeted 105 times in 2019 and only allowed a completion percentage of 65.7. He was targeted 71 times in 2020 and allowed a completion rate of 57.7. He was targeted 81 times in 2021 and allowed a completion rate of 58 You've never he's never allowed the completion rate more than 65%. Um, he's never allowed more than 700 yards, and he's had only allowed 470 in 2021 and 558 um, in 2020. Yards per completion was 10 last year. It was 13.6 the year before, um, and then 6.5 the year before that, and 4.7 um, in his rookie year. He's allowed less. Uh, than 10 touchdowns. He's only allowed nine, um, two last year, which was almost a low apart from his rookie year where he played, you know, 10 less games. His highest quarterback back rating allowed is 85.5. And last year in 2021, he allowed a quarterback rating of only 5.8. Uh, sorry, not 5.8. That's next to it. That's yards per targets. Um, he allowed a quarterback rating of 72.6, which is super low. Um, that's that's really, really good. Um, doesn't blitz too much. Doesn't need to in terms of his, you know, in terms of where he plays. Um, only allowed uh, 266 air yards last year, which was a low apart from his rookie year. So it was a statistical high for him because he doesn't want to allow yardage um, and only allowed 204 yak yards, which was um, a little bit more than the previous year, but he got targeted 10 more times. Missed 10% of his tackles last year. That's probably the gripe on him. Otherwise, he missed 5.9% the year before. Um, snap counts wise uh, with Buffalo, uh, he has played 92% of the snaps in 2021, um, 76% the previous two years, has played a little bit on special teams. Uh, yeah, I think he's a great guy for the Steelers. He's going to fit the scheme really well. Right now, um, with no more signings, um, he's going to be the top. KT Smith and a few others have agreed that he's probably the top talent uh, at the Steelers in the cornerback position. But I, look, I really like him. I think he's going to be a great buy for the Steelers. I like it. It's spicy. No, you know, Buffalo would have loved to bring him back. I know Joe Marino of the Draft Network, who I listen to a lot, they were he was a bit surprised to see them lose him on this one. Um, I think the Steelers have actually got a good deal uh, for how much he is going to cost them. The next big one is James Daniels. Uh, I think James Daniels there is an exciting player um, for the Steelers to get, beef up the you know offensive line, pretty much tells you that Trey Turner is not coming back unless he wants to be a depth piece. And even then, we probably don't need him. We, know we don't need him. We don't want him. Um, good luck. Enjoy the rest of your NFL career, however short that is. Um, but James Daniels is someone uh, out of Iowa 
He got drafted by the Bears. Um, yeah, he did second round in the 2018 draft. So this is actually interesting as well. You're starting to see a lot of people in 2018 draft, and you might be seeing guys that the Steelers actually liked back in that draft that they weren't able to get. When you think about him and Wallace, Bitsky was, no, Trinsky was a 2017 draft. Yeah. Um, but you're still seeing those guys, you know, start to come out. No, Cole was 2018 um, draft as well. So, you, yeah, you're seeing the guys that the Steelers might have been actually interested back then. They might have scouted. They might have really liked them. Uh, but James Daniels, you know, coming out of the Bears, look, he's played a lot of games apart from in 2020 when he was injured. Otherwise, he's played in every game um, of the season. Started 16 games in 2019 or 16, 10 in his rookie year. Started all 17 last year. His AV has gone up consistently. Um, you know, uh, Pro Football Reference's AV. Uh, so he's got, it's been six this year. It was two when he was injured in 2020 and six in 2019. Um, he's having a decent career according to that count. Offensive snaps played 100% in 2021, 91% in terms of the games that he played in 2020, um, and 100% in 2019 uh, from that perspective. I'm just trying to pull up his penalty numbers. Yeah, it's interesting. They do not have his penalty. They usually have penalties um, for all of the um, offensive linemen, but... I do. So I'm going to pull up that one. Yeah, there's not. There's nothing there that I can pull up on his data on his penalties. Maybe he's not had a penalty, but I'm sure he, you know most people have. But it is a good deal for the Steelers. There, um, I think at 26.5 million dollars um, overall for the contract, uh, 8.75 million dollar bonus, uh, and it's over three years that he is he has signed. Um, his cap hit's going to be about four million this year, then eleven point one six six million the following two years. Um, yeah, really exciting for him. And they did over the cap did do a report on him. They said he could get five years, ten point five million per year, twenty eight million guaranteed. So he's going to get slightly over that with the Steelers by about six seven hundred grand. Um, twenty eight million guaranteed over five years is very different to um, the guaranteed salary with the Steelers, um, which is like the pro rata bonus with him right now is 2.9 times three. So you're looking at six, you're looking at 8.7 million as we talked about. So really like we have guaranteed him a lot less money, um, you know, and he's going to get paid a, a bit more, but it's a much shorter term deal. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. I mean, even if you double that number um, of the 8 million, it would only be 16. So I say it's spicy because no one I don't think really expected it. And two, it's spicy because they got a really good deal out of it. And it's spicy because they kick someone off the O-line. And it's spicy because we O-line's going to get a bit better. And it's spicy because now we're going to go to Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, probably the top um, decently valued or decently priced uh, quarterback in this free agency period. And the Steelers got him. Um, the deal is about $7 million per year plus incentives. That's what the tweet is right now um, that went out about that number. I'm going to pull up the Trubisky contract, but it is not uh, on over the cap yet. And so until it's there, I really want to see what that looks like. But there's up to 12.27, sorry, 12.75 million in incentives. The two-year contract is for 14.25 million. So about that 7 million number that we see. So the total contract could go up to 27 million. Be interesting to see what those incentives actually are when they come out. And maybe there's other bonuses um, and things like that, you know, making playoffs, those sorts of things. Um, the Mitchell Trubitsky, uh, you know, let's, let's have a look at him. Advanced passing, 
um, you know, and, and, and the rest of his stats. So, you know, he sat in Buffalo last year. He featured in six games, only completed six, um, eight attempts, uh, six, six of eight attempts he completed for 43 yards. Um, so that's really not worth talking about so much. But through for 2,000 yards in uh, nine games that he started in 2020, through for 3,115 games in 2019 and 3,200 in um, just over 3,200 in 2018 um, in his rookie year. Um, that was the year that he made the Pro Bowl, I think, based on the, the, the keys with over the cap. Um, you know, through, yeah, like his accurate sets, like, pretty good from his from the AR perspective his accuracy um you know there was a lot of drops in 2019 2018 of, of his passes um on target he's been pretty on target the last few years um when you look at his overall you know performance um in passing um you know, completion rate 59.4% in 2017, um, his rookie year, 2018 was 66.6%, 2019, 63.2%, um, 2020, it was 67%, uh, through 16 touchdowns in 2020. I'm not going to cover 2021 because he, you know, really had eight attempts, but 16 touchdowns in 2020, 17 touchdowns in 2019, 24 in 2018, um, where he was selected to the Pro Bowl, and then seven in his rookie year. Uh, Interception seven um, in his rookie year, 12 in 2018, where he had the, the 24 touchdowns. So he had a two to one ratio. 10 um, in 2019, when he had the 17 touchdowns, and eight in 2020, when he had the 16 touchdowns. Um, it's a pretty low interception rate, though. Um, it's about low, below 2% every year. Uh, lots of first downs, which you'd expect as a quarterback. His quarterback um, rating. Um, has been 93.5 as a starter. 2019, it was 83. 2019, yeah, 83. 2018, 95.4. 2017's rookie is 77.5. I saw a stat though, like he's now a top five winningest quarterback in the NFL of, of, of current quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he has a rating of 87. Um, there, he's still a young guy. He's not been, he's been sacked 31 times in his rookie year, 24 times in 2018, 38 times in 2019, uh, 18 times in 2020. You really want, hopefully, the Steelers can limit that to about 30. Um, I think that would be a really, really good, you know, good thing for him. Um, you know, he did really well in 2018, and that's where the Steelers will be looking at and saying, can he get back there? I still think they could draft a quarterback. I agree with that sentiment. I don't think he's the quarterback necessarily of the future, but he gives the chance, Steelers a chance to do something with this defense. And it's a hell of a lot better than Mason Rudolph. And it's also really, really spicy. It is spicy. I like Indian food. I like my curry hot. I like my chili hot. This is that hot. This is this is good. It, it's And it's spicy because it's also not a trade that's going to hurt the Steelers. You know, so unless you want, you're thinking spicy, spicy, Deshaun Watson spicy, I don't want that spice. That's not a nice spice for me. Um, you know, it's, it's too expensive and I don't really like the, the type of chili that we're getting in uh, Deshaun Watson in that perspective. Don't like it. Don't like the, you know, not good. Um, but with Mitchell Trubisky, I think the steel is really, you know, they're trying to fit Canada's system. They're getting a guy that's, you know, started, you know, well over, you know, um, 50 games now, played in 57 career games, thrown for over 10,000 yards, throwing 64 touchdowns, 
you know, 1,500 yards in the NFL attempts, been sacked 111 times. This is an experienced guy. This is not a Mason Rudolph, I'm going to freak out in the pocket kind of guy. And that's why I like it, and it is spicy. With that, that's this week's Steel's Worm. I hope I'd be love to know. Tweet at me at Matt Pev. Um, but I'd love to know what you thought was spice, nice, and not so nice. Uh, but look out, it's gonna still gonna be t- continue to be a big couple of weeks as we get through free agency, we roll into the draft, and then we'll have the second wave of free agents. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.